With unemployment at record lows, good employees are harder than ever to find. Yet according to a recent study, nearly two-thirds of working Americans didn't get a pay raise or job promotion in 2018. InfoTrack's Roy Mackey is back with the story. Roy? Thanks again, Chris. Greg McBride is the Chief Financial Analyst for Bankrate.com. So, Greg, how many of us did see a wage increase this year? A lot less than we would have thought. We found that well over half, 62% of workers did not get a pay raise or a better paying job this year. And that's even higher than it was last year. Last year it was 52%. We thought that was high. But given the improvements in the economy, the continued decline in unemployment, you would think that that would translate into more people getting pay raises, and that was not the case. Yeah, this does kind of fly in the face of a supposedly thriving economy and tight job market. Why are these wages not moving up for most employees? What we're seeing a lot of is employers being more deliberate about who gets the pay raises. What we found is that among those that did get pay raises, what's become a relic is that old cost of living increase that was just across the board to all employees. Only about one in four employees that got a raise chalked it up to the cost of living. But instead, the focus continues to be on performance-based increases, employees that have gotten a promotion or taken on new job responsibilities that, to an increasing extent, those are the two areas where pay raises tend to be concentrated and not these peanut butter raises that are just spread out to the entire workforce. What are some of the other interesting headlines that you found in this survey? Well, despite the fact that so many Americans did not get a pay raise, only about one in four have any intention of looking for a new job in the next 12 months, which was interesting. We found that about eight in 10 of the older baby boomers did not get a pay raise this year. And yet they were much less likely than others to be looking for a new job in the new year. By contrast, younger millennials had the highest propensity to have gotten the pay raise this year and also the highest propensity to be looking for a job next year. Do we know why people are so reluctant to switch jobs today? There's a real age delineation here. We don't see that among millennials. They're much more inclined to change jobs every few years. And, you know, the labor force is such that career advancement, particularly in the early years, means you may have to move, you may have to take new jobs, you may have to change jobs a couple of times to propel your career forward. And what we see is millennials doing that to a much greater extent than was the case in generations past. So I think that's really the key delineation. I think the other thing worth noting is, particularly for those boomers and the older boomers that had the low likelihood of getting a pay increase, but yet don't have an outsized propensity to switch jobs, I think there's a lot of just mentality about hang on to what you have rather than taking the risk of chasing down something new. That's probably true because you may be in a job where you feel secure and you hop to a new one and you just never know. And baby boomers more than any other generation, they were really hit by long-term unemployment in the last recession. You know, a lot of them, when they did get back in the workforce, they were making less than they had been prior to the recession, and for many of them, that's carried forward even to today. And so, yes, I think that does contribute to this idea of just kind of holding on to what you have rather than taking the risk and putting yourself out there for something else where if it doesn't work out or if the economy rolls over, you know, then you know you find yourself in a very familiar spot to where many were following the Great Recession. Greg, what other advice do you have in addition to considering a job change? 
look at what separates you or what could separate you from your peers, not only where you currently work, but that you're going up against in the workforce. Those that are making investments in getting that certification, getting the training, developing certain skills that are in demand by employers, finishing up that education. If those are the steps that are really necessary to separate yourself, take those steps. You put yourself in the best position because yes, it's a tight labor market, but it's tight in particular areas for particular skills and particular professions. And that's where we're seeing the pay increases concentrated. So, you know, put yourself in a position where you are in demand because this is the labor market where that really pays off. Any final words of advice for anyone who wants to earn more money in 2019? Well, one of the, I think, sort of sad realities why the people that are seeing pay increases or more household income, it's not because they got a pay raise in their salary or hourly salary, but we did see when you look at the macro figures that are put out by the Labor Department, more people have transitioned from part-time to full-time employment, so they're working more hours. There are also more multiple job holders than was the case a year ago. Whether it's the gig economy or people just going out and getting that second job, what we're finding is that people are having to work more in order to earn more income, not being paid more for the same number of hours. Greg McBride, the Chief Financial Analyst for Bankrate.com. Thank you very much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. For InfoTrack, I'm Roy Mackey. That's it for this week's edition of InfoTrack. Special thanks this week to our contributors, Lisa G. and Roy Mackey. Our executive producer is Randy Meyer, and I'm Chris Whitty. We invite you to join us next time for another edition of InfoTrack.